When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And welcome back to the uh, Donna and Steve show. Of course. I'm Donna. Hi, everyone. I'm Steve Patterson. <laughs> Donna. <laughs> Grant is here, too. To I know. I'm serious. Ah, right. oh, the song. Remember? I say that every time the oh, song plays. I just want to cry. You remember I told you that this is the song that played during like the slideshow at my wedding reception? Oh, of me know. from you, the time I was a kid. How did you make it through? Oh, gosh. And then we did one, we did a song. Do you remember the song Mama by Boys to Men? Yeah. Do yeah. you remember that song? Oh, yeah. And um, Mommy. that, that Mom. played as Mom. we just did. Mom. 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 Mama. Mommy. Mommy. Mom. Mom. Ma. What, Stewie? Hi. <laughs> the amount of times that I have to say, guys, only one voice. I can only talk to one of you at a time. Let's just try one voice. But we then did Mama, the song by Boys to Men, and then did an ode to my mom, just since I was the baby of the family, the last one to get married. And it was like um, just recognizing all that she had done as mothering all of us mm. out of the home. It was it was emotional. You put any song pictures to songs, and it's like really messes you up. It really does. Oh, gosh. I could put a slideshow of just us doing this show together, Donna, a highly non-emotional event. And if I put it to <laughs> Fix You by Coldplay, we'd be weeping. You understand we me? should do that. That'd be so funny. Oh, Let's do it. We've got plenty of pictures from like the state fair, from live broadcasts. Having a See beer if we can together. Make an emotional video. Oh, being at the concert together. That'd be so funny. Mm. <laughs> It'd be like it's like a wet like that would be perfect. Like a wedding video of all the emotions mm. yeah. all throughout the years. That would be hilarious. I am on board. We Hannah. end with the video of <laughs> Oh my god, it's so fun. Okay. I checked out uh a new documentary on Tina Turner called Tina. Tina and I, you know, I wasn't the biggest Tina Turner fan, but I certainly recognize that she is one of music's, rock's most important performers, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. And so this documentary, like we've seen uh, What's Love Got to Do With It. She's written, uh, you know, a book with Kurt Loder from MTV. Um, there was a musical now about her, but this is like really coming from her and i have to say i always looked at her like she she is incredible i mean just the energy and she was like in her 50s when she was like pulling that off and i always just thought she seemed a little 
uh, hard ass fish. You know what I mean? Like sure. tough yeah. and yeah. scary because she was so cool. I loved her after seeing this documentary. She just seems like a lovely, lovely woman. Hmm. Um, it tells the story of her basically growing up in poverty in Tennessee, and she came from a dysfunctional family. Her parents basically abandoned her. And, you know, then she, it, the early rise in the 60s with Ike Turner. So it was Ike and Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. And then the abusive relationship that ensued there. And she ended up escaping him um, on a trip to Dallas uh, where she was supposed to perform. And she ended up walking away from that marriage starting from scratch even though she was basically the star. And just to see her story is just so tragic. And they showed footage of her. I mean, Oprah Winfrey is a friend. She was uh, um, uh, interviewed for this project. Um, uh, Oh, God. uh, um, Angela Bassett, who played her in What's Love Got to Do With It. So her husband, who seems like a lovely, lovely man, and they seem like they're deeply in love. It just, it's really interesting how sad this story is and how she has to keep reliving through right. these journalists always asking her, even when she went out on her own, about her relationship, how she would have to do pro, uh, promotion for the movie. And they would ask her what she thought of the movie. And she said, you know what? I didn't watch the movie because that is very triggering. Hmm. For me to sit there and re-experience the violence. Hmm. And it really does make you feel for her in a way that we never thought about when it was all happening, all this marketing and everything. Um, Anyway, she lives in Switzerland now. And it's sad. She said, I've not received love almost ever in my life. She said in interviews, but it looks like she's got a really great guy who she met when he picked her up for um he was like her ride he was a a german record producer who happened to be her ride from the airport and then these two ended up falling in love and it's just very sweet but i have to say that in this documentary about tina turner there are some there are some things that i wish they delved into a little bit more that they didn't like yeah. i feel like there are some blind spots like tina struggled with health problems She had a stroke uh, five or six years ago. She was diagnosed with intestinal cancer a few years ago. She had a kidney transplant. None of that was part of this documentary. But having said that, really, really worth the watch. Yeah, I was taken a couple weeks ago when when they were promoting this that how open she seems to be about she said more of my life is is sad than happy right and um yeah that that's just a sad revelation or realization or admission mm-hmm. and to make in your 80s when yeah. you've lived a, a celebrity life but also one with so many public battles right and you know? steve uh, if you recall in that trailer for tina she talked about playing in the yard and watching her mother in the window, and her mother was abused too, by the way. But she, you know, would look at her and say, and her face was so beautiful. And then one day I just never saw her face again. I thought 
that that meant she had passed away right. when in fact she had abandoned her and then her father followed suit shortly after well many many years later when tina's like in her 40s and 50s when she has this uh, resurgence of popularity she bought a house for her mother even though she didn't have a relationship with her mother and didn't feel like her mom loved her, but she's like, that's my mother. Like she just granted so much grace sure. and, and forgiveness. And it just mm. makes you realize what an extraordinary person, not just performer. She right. was really, really nice job on the documentary. I, I, I'm glad I watched it. All right. That's on HBO max. Yes. Um, Elton John is apparently working on something. With Metallica, what? which I'm really That's interested strange. in. I think that this could be interesting because um, he says, I've just done something with Metallica during this lockdown period. I've been working with Gorillas, you know, the band Gorillas and people like yep, that. Yep. Um, and he says, I haven't been doing any Elton stuff, but I've been doing great stuff with other people. So I'll get you my email, email me and let's get together and do something. Okay. This is his, his word to other artist right now um he didn't say much else about this collaboration of elton john and metallica but miley cyrus previously revealed that her upcoming metallica covers album will see elton john playing the piano on her new version of nothing else matters which i'm interested to hear that that would be pretty pretty sweet so the question is did elton do something in addition to that or was it so how many degrees of separation was it from Metallica? You know what I mean? I wonder, was it just the cover? Right. And I wonder why we're... I feel like we're hearing about Metallica more. I wonder what the what the reason is. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'd like to hear from Metallica right now? Would be mm-hmm. a... This is what it sounds like! With dolls crying! Yeah! I'm going to get a beer. I would like to... Um, <laughs> Yeah, hey man, if you want to do this, but I will not be on the stage with you. Do you understand me, bassist guy? I will give you this opportunity, but I, as James Vanderbeek, the lead singer of Metallica or whatever his name is, <laughs> James um, Vanderbeek. But I would uh, like a an, just an acoustic greatest hits album from Metallica. Does I one already like exist? that. I Enter d- Sand, Enter Sandman, which is like the first song so good that anybody learns on guitar when you realize, oh, maybe I could rock. Oh my gosh. I haven't played it in a while, guys. Okay, that sucked. Um, I liked it. But a, a full, when you have the legit musicians playing that, nothing else matters. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. All on an acoustic guitar would sound great. Hmm. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Come on. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, I have a study. A study that found out ordering too much delivery can literally, yes, I said literally, kill you. Yeah. Don't go away. We're all going to (laughs) die. Hey, Donna. Hey, what, Steve? I would like to talk with you about my underwear now. (sighs) All right, fine. You have to say no eye contact. No, no, no. (laughs) Of course. Okay, I'm looking in the other direction. Here's the deal the Chill Boys underwear that I am wearing now, the boxer briefs that are made of bamboo, panda approved are so stinking comfortable and i know 
that you have some too. And go ahead, preach about it. Okay, so here's the deal. I'm wearing the bamboo boxers. Yes. And they're cool. I mean, Mm -hmm. like physically, temperature-wise, they're cool. Isn't it wild? You notice it. When you put it on your leg, you feel the coolness of the fabric, which is crazy to me. Without a doubt. They're also really soft. They're breathable. I know for you, they've got anti-chafing, which is a great thing. Women Uh love them too. You might not give them back to your guy if you buy them for him. That's the truth. For women, they could just be like comfy around the house shorts or jammy shorts. And dudes, I'm telling you, I am telling you, you will try them on once. They will be the most comfortable pair of boxers or boxer briefs that you've ever put on. If you want more information, you want to order, you can easily go to chillboys.com. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. Yeah! Hey, good morning. Welcome back, you guys. Appreciate you listening to our show. It's the Donna and Steve show. Where we are buddies. Yeah. We are buddies. Studies have shown that... Studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings are study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. Hey. I order takeout for like the third time in a couple of months. Oh, that's really great, Donna. I know, thanks. Thanks, Thank you. Sporadic by most accounts, but good. That's great yeah. progress. So. Shout out to Wildfire and EP. Oh, what'd you get? Got a salad. Don't worry about it. No, I've been eating poorly, so I have to eat a salad. Don't worry. I'm down to 197.0, by right. the way. I'm up to 197. Okay. Um, 6.8 pounds since I stopped drinking coffee, mate. Hazelnut creamer 12 days ago. Great. Congrats. My face is getting thinner, Donna. These are positive things. But now you're going to tell me that if I order out, I'm going to die. A new study at the University of Iowa found that eating out or ordering too much delivery might be killing you. So, you know, sometimes restaurant food is full of salt and butter and high-end calories. You know, all the things we like. Yakwa. But researchers drilled down by tracking 35,000 people who eat a lot of restaurant food. Now, listen, we want to support our restaurants. Of course. Continue to do that. Maybe make a wiser choice on the menu. That's all I'm going to say. Sure. Everyone in the study said they ate at least two meals a day from restaurants. Wow, that's incredible. So almost all of their meals. Right. And they found that people who did it that much raised their risk of an early death by 49% overall. Wow. They were also 65% more likely to die of cancer. Okay, two times a day is pretty excessive. That's a lot. I mean, but if you, I mean, think about it. You grab a breakfast sandwich here at work. Maybe you grab a lunch with a friend. Yeah. Or, I mean, that's all it takes. Yeah, and if, you, if you're working in the cities... And you're not packing your lunch. What are you doing? Right. Now, they didn't say what a safe amount of food is when it comes to... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That, but for most Americans, the answer is just try to eat a little less. 
or at least look for healthier options. There you go. Bye. Okay. Why do you just walk out of the room oh, so quick sorry. whenever this happens? What do they call that? The Irish impact. goodbye? I believe they call it the Irish goodbye. Well, you kind of have to sneak out with yeah, the well, Irish you goodbye. Kind of, yeah, you go, you're hey, just... I'm just going to go use the ladies' room, and then you never come back. Okay. And everyone's like, where's Donna? Whereas the Minnesota goodbye would be more my style of conversation. Which would be like, I'm never getting out of here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, There was a good bit about people who would watch their the Minnesota goodbye. They would watch the progressions of it. Mom would start by saying goodbye in the main meeting area. And then she would make her way to the dining room and stop. And they would move the conversation there. And then she would get close to the door. And then the door would open. And you were now in the final stage of the conversation as the door is propped open with her foot. And then you're waiting in the car as a kid thinking, did we get her? Are we going to go home now? And then the worst nightmare, when she steps back inside, removes her foot from the door, and now she's inside again. Yep. Somebody say, hey, if you hear me. Hey! (laughs) One of those felt more real than the other. (laughs) It was Grant's. His felt more I, real. I could have guessed that. Yeah. U.S. coffee beyond supply, excuse me, bean supplies are at a six-year low. Supply and demand means the cost of coffee is likely to go up. Even if a global shipping container shortage gets resolved, the future of coffee bean supplies are in doubt. This on food and wine uh, today. Large coffee chains are going to be experiencing this. They're going to be paying more for the beans, which means that it is likely that it could get passed on to us. That's not good. And apparently this massive shipping container shortage has made moving all sorts of things around the globe a whole lot more difficult, including Costco recently had a cheese supply problem. Really? Yeah. But now what do we got? We already got gas prices going up. Great. You're going to pay more for your coffee, too. You happy now? Isn't I'm not. What you no, wanted? that stinks. Can I give a shout out to Chipotle? Absolutely, Donna. So I went to Chipotle in Minnetonka last weekend to grab a burrito bowl. I was going to wing it. I was going to go, I can do this. Oh like, Donna, gosh. you can do this. Get in there and order. And when they caught you stuck in the revolving door, they finally said, ma'am, can we help? <laughs> Is that a fat joke? I want to be his. No, no, no. Right, I mean, you're right, just you're going kidding. around and around. Oh, right. I'm more of a podcast body. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so their their register wasn't working, so they gave me my food on the house. Oh. How about that for great, like, customer service? That's the way to do it. You know I'm going to tell everybody. Absolutely. Right. What did it cost them? Seven bucks, eight bucks. Right. Boom, and now they get free marketing. Word of mouth, which is the most powerful form of marketing. Right. But so many places can't see the forest through the trees, and then they just don't realize when you make an error, it is a wonderful opportunity as a restaurant or a business. I love it. To win a customer for life. You're my or you're going to lose them forever. It is a Tuesday. It's a confession Tuesday. Go to our Facebook page right now. What's the most daring thing you've ever done for love? You can also give us a call. Tell us what lengths yeah. have you gone to to show someone you love them. 651-641-1071. It's Confessions next on Don and Steve. 
If you're a parent like me, you understand how hard it can be to work out at home. That's why you will love going to the Y. They have group exercise classes, and it's safe and clean with limited admittance, hand sanitizer everywhere, and well-spaced equipment. And you can even earn a free month if you join by March 31st. So just go to ymcanorth.org. It's the Donna and Steve show on my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. It's Tuesday. It's 1130. That means this. I have a bit of a confession. The confessional is open. Can you keep a secret? I've been a bad, bad girl. It's Confessions with Donna and Steve. On my talk, 107.1. Okay, so this week, we would like to know what is the most daring thing you've ever done for love? What was a risky Mm. thing? Hmm. We're getting a lot of the same themes I'm noticing on our Facebook page. Okay. And a lot of it has to do with moving. Mm-hmm. 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 That is very risky, especially when you're young. Yeah, sure. That is what I did. I but the that was less risky than having to tell my parents I wanted to move. Specifically my dad. Mm. Oh, was he just heartbroken? I think so. Yeah. And then he He and my mom and my sister and her boyfriend all drove me from New Jersey to Athens, Georgia. Hmm. And saying goodbye was like the hardest thing. Like seeing your dad cry for the first time. (sighs) Heart wrenching. Anyway, it didn't work out, but that's okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it did for a while. Yeah. And then it didn't anymore, but that's okay. Look at, look at. I wouldn't have met you. Consolation Prize. Or I has Am a, Grant. Has a vibe of an 80s game show Consolation Prize. You getting me at the end of this, doesn't it? You know, and I've got great friends here and, you know, a, a, a new life. Okay. Thank Sounds you. like you're still actively trying to tuck yourself in. Yep. This. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess I would relate with that, too, because my uh, girlfriend at the time, now betrothed, she knew she was going to go to California for college. We lived in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She knew she was going to go across the country to college because her mom and dad were divorced and he lived there and she wanted to be closer to him. And oh, so sweet. I then had to figure out, having dated her for two and a half years at that point, am I going to move away? I never thought I would move outside of the state to go to college. And that same kind of thing when after orientation at college, when my mom had to say goodbye to go back and it was time for parents to leave it's a tough day of orientation Mm -hmm. and my mom and i like just wept in the parking lot i mean i came back into the dorm i actually went over to lou's dorm my girlfriend now wife and just cried in her room more i had hives all over me i mean it was like an active crying session it's scary then i remember i went home and i told uh one of the the church ladies diane fantone i was telling her about this she said you know, your mother cried that whole flight home. Oh. And I was like, I did not. No. I can't imagine how empty that feeling is. Just... And it was the baby of the family. Oh, too, God. You know? Yeah, me too. So, yeah. So then it's a really, like, symbolic uh, thing that is that is happening yeah. there. Can I ask a question? Okay, Donna. Did you apply and were accepted to the same exact college as Lou? Yeah, we went and checked out a few different schools, and to my mom's credit, she was like such a champion of it, and she took us out on the tour, and we flew out there and toured a few different schools. 
Lou got into each school that she applied to easily. I was accepted, I believe, on what's called academically provisional, or it wasn't, I don't think it was probational, but it was kind of like a sliding you're, scale. You're on the, you're <laughs> in the bottom of the barrel here and we're going to let you in based on this, but you need to, you know, buck up, you need to buck up. Exactly. Yeah. And okay. so we ended up going to the same school and then we had a vicious breakup at the end of the, uh, at the end of the first semester, guys. So what do you want? What? We can't have any bumps in the road. You sick up. bastards. Oh, sorry. my God. I'm sorry. Jeez. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean that. You're like arguing with yourself. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's go to Facebook. Randy. Hey, Randy. He, he wrote a poem every day for a week leading up to Valentine's for a crush when he was in college. Got the front desk manager to help deliver them. Not a poem, writer, creative type. Oh, he's not a poet. She friend zoned me, but I still got mm. to hang out with her. Oh, that's nice. You know, I and risk, guys. Here's what we're learning is risk. Taking big chances, making big plans. Big risk, big reward. Holly said, I hiked to a glacier. I'm terrified of heights. Hours into the hike and only one mile from the end, the trail got more narrow with 6,000 foot drop-offs, and I decided I couldn't go on. I sat on a rock crying while my teenage son and husband continued. About 20 minutes later, my son came back from me and said, that was the only bad part, and he would guide me through. I made it, and my son told me he lied, and it didn't get any better. Oh, my God. I think you get to a point where you're so scared that you start shaking, and then that makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're, like, great. paralyzed. You feel physically paralyzed. Yep. I'd be like, get me a helicopter right now. I had that on the top of a climbing wall, you know, a rock climbing wall, indoor facility. But they have these systems where you are either tethered to someone on the ground. That's called a belay. Okay. And they're making sure that you don't fall and they give you the slack you need. The other one is the rope, imagine like a seat belt almost. It pulls down from the top mm-hmm. and then you just hook it on. And as you climb the wall, the rope goes back into its little casing. Oh, okay. That sounds so safer. The scary part about that is that when you get to the top of the wall, they say, okay, now just kick off the wall and come down. But you don't know if it's going to catch. Right. Right. Or not, and I remember being up there feeling like I don't think I I don't think I can do anything. I think I'm nope. gonna live. I'll live the rest of my days up here on the top of this wall. Meanwhile, Steve has since jumped off of a building in Las Vegas. I overcame that fear. Yep. Although that was Good a job. very terrifying moment as well. Oh, I'm very proud of you. Let's go to Danelle. She's on the line. Hi, Danelle. Hey, Danelle. Hey. Shout out to Buffalo, Danelle. Yeah, shout out to you. Suck it, Steve. Nice. Wow. Clapping yeah, back. Woo. I'm always the one when I call in to play pop color knowledge. I always pick Donna, and then I always have to say, suck it, Steve. <laughs> oh, I love it, Danelle. All right, so what's the craziest thing, the biggest risk, the greatest length you've I, gone to for love? I wouldn't say risk or, well, maybe. When I, was, when I met my husband, well, it was a boyfriend at the time, but husband of now 150 years, um, <laughs> we met on the freeway. We met on the freeway I-35. And this was so many years ago, and we just kind of car flirted and, you know, car jockeyed back and forth. We actually made it. We, I was coming home back to Dallas, Fort Worth, where I lived, and he did too. I was coming from Austin, Texas. He was coming from New Braunfels, and we were kind of on I-35 between those towns and Dallas, and we just kind of kept flirting back and forth. And we finally made it to Dallas. I had made like a little slip sign and said, bye, and you know, and then, yeah, 
totally bad driving, like both hands off, the road, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and we, we pulled off on a um, uh, kind of close to my apartment, and I thought, well, I can't actually let him come to my apartment the first night. He could be a rapist or something. And mm-hmm. so I, we stopped at a restaurant. We just had a couple of – he had a beer, and we just had a little drink. And I just um, – so probably the most crazy thing is I gave him my uh, deposit slip, with my account number, oh, with my name, address, phone number, everything, and said, okay, call me. Never thought I would hear from him. Of course I did. We've been married for all these years. But what I told Grant is when I called the re- <laughs> at, at, our tw- at our 20th anniversary, I got a tattoo on my back that said I-35 forever. Ah. Oh. And he did not like that because I already had one tattoo. He wasn't super thrilled, so he was not. Happy anniversary to you, baby. Oh, I think it's hilarious I and love cute. It, buddy. Yeah. Oh, oh that was pretty funny. So sweet. Uh, yeah, it was Thanks, pretty funny. We've, we've been married for a long time. Maybe not 150. Maybe years. you're not. Are you going to tell us how many? Oh gosh, let's see. We got married in '87, so '84. The 34. Wow, that is yeah. an awesome story. Thank you for yeah. sharing that, Danelle. And, and Steve, suck it. Yes. Okay. All right, Danelle. Okay. Okay. Always a pleasure, Danelle. Danelle. <laughs> Always a pleasure. <laughs> Have a good day. Oh, my gosh. I'm picturing her, like, playing Pictionary with this guy on the road, you know, like, bye. Am I understanding this right? So, like, were they both in different cars? Yes. Oh, yeah. And then they were in a traffic jam or something? No, they were just driving in the same direction, going to the same place coincidentally. Wow. And then they were flirting, like, kind of beep, beep, you know, and waving and smiling. And then they'd probably see each other at the next, you know. Stoplight. Yeah. But give that, you know, you're driving, you see the girl, they look over, you look over. So then you kind of put your, like, chest up a little bit, firm it up. You know, like, I'm prim and proper here if she does look over at me. I guess that's how you car flirt, right? I guess. I don't know. You clirt. Clirt. I don't like that at all. Not even a little. All right. I'm sorry. I blew up. Um, yeah. Lots of these types of responses. People who have moved to Miami from Minnesota. All uh, all really similar stories like that. You know, this morning I was exercising and I don't roll your eyes, Donna. I already did. Okay. And I uh, was listening to... Just like mot- you can just tune up motivational something on YouTube. So you have this really like cool dramatic music that's keeping you going and getting you excited. But then a variety of people who are just dropping knowledge. So you got The Rock, you got Arnold Schwarzenegger, you got Tony Robbins, you got uh, all of these different guys. And then some dudes who are just dropping bleep bombs like crazy saying like you got to do it but one of the guys and it really is good like it just keeps you like in a mental state of like why am i doing this and they were talking about your wise and all this stuff but one of the guys said do not make little plans make big plans because that is the only thing that can agitate your you know your your, your excitement your your desires the only like we all make safe little plans yeah, throughout true. our life and they're like go Big, do something big, stretch yourself, scare yourself, pursue that and see how much richer your life gets. And here we talk about it with love. L is for the way you look. You're my buddy. I have your email address. (laughs) When we come back, there's a, you know, we've always known that cats are the criminals of the animal world, oh, right? Whatever. They're deceptive. <laughs> they don't need us. 
And if they had thumbs, they'd kill us. There's a cat that its owner found out was living... I'll do it again. Was living a double life. And it found out in such a funny way. And I know an animal who once did this to me, too. So we'll tell you how they they found out this cat, their (laughs) cat, was living a double life. When we come back on Donna and Steve on My Talk. Final stretch. Of the Donna and Steve show on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Uh, before we do anything, just want to remind you guys to make sure you vote in our my talk impressions contest. Yes. Fun stuff going on. Uh, if you go to, go to our Facebook page, you'll see five videos and hit like on the one that you think should be the winner. Yeah. Doing impressions of us, of Colleen and Bradley, Dawn. I think I am Grant, not to be confused with Grant, um, is also part of it. It's real fun. It's great. <laughs> it's great Go stuff. And check it out. It's really check fun. Check it out, yeah. Hey, and don't yeah. forget, while you're, while you're watching things, too, Donna, you mentioned this earlier, but bears repeating. Uh, go and watch my talk on YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't yeah, already. Great. We've uh, Our subscribers are going through the roof from where we started just a couple of weeks ago, and now we have daily content from each show that's going up there. You get to peek into all of our different broadcasting locations and enjoy some of your favorite bits. So go and check that out if you haven't already. Some very funny stuff. And and uh, Amy and Jess are doing a really great job with just punching things up. Yes. I, I saw one the other day. We you know when I tried a hat, I, I wore a hat. Yes. <laughs> and they posted a warning, like, behind this box is Steve in a hat. You need to prepare yourself emotionally for what you're that's about to see. fun. You did look weird. Donna! I'm sorry. True friends tell the truth. Hmm. Mm. So there was a guy who owned a cat. Typical story, as it were. Uh, And he and his uh, beloved recently found out that their neighbors were moving. And their house is up for sale. So what do we do when we see a for sale sign in our neighbor's yard? Yep. We pull it up on Zillow and we go and snoop around. That's what they did with their kitchen. So, out of curiosity, they did just that. And then they got to a bedroom, and they saw their cat. Their cat had been living a double life. In a photo of one of the bedrooms, their cat, Freddy, was stretched out on the bed, making himself right at home. This was not the cat's first time in the house. This was like, oh, yeah, this is Freddy's bed. Oh, no. They say that they did know that he had gone inside of the neighbor's house before, but they did not realize that he was basically living there part-time now. Probably it might not be the only neighbor he's cheating with. Probably because the cat's probably getting food at all the neighbors' places. Well, they say the, that other people on the street see him all the time, too, and they call him by different names. <laughs> so he could be secretly living three or four different lives. Now, I often give cats a hard time, but we had a dog. I've told you about the dog, Samantha, that my brother got. He was um, he was walking like on a paper route. And then all of a sudden, a woman said, oh, would you hold my dog while I get into the car? And then he holds the dog and she... Took off? Drives off. Now Scott, Scooty, has a golden retriever. Whoa, they left a golden retriever? We then bring the golden retriever home. And for the next couple of months, as I recall, we had a golden retriever named Sam. My mom, who didn't want us to have a dog, said, fine. I mean, the dog had just gotten abandoned by his owner. And then Sam figured out he could slide under the fence, and he would run all about Springdale, Pennsylvania, 
for as long as he wanted to. And then he would come back for meals, and then he would slide out from under our little chain link fence again, <laughs> and he'd come back and sleep there at night. We then realized, as we were taking him on walks, someone, we walked by someone, and someone said, oh, is that Champ? We were like, no, this is Samantha. This is Sam. No, that's Champ. We had Champ a while back. It turns out this dog, if that story is to be believed, was just a vagabond going <laughs> just... from home to home before rescues were chic. That's kind of cute. Yeah, feels like a, there's like a movie storyline in there. Mm. Like a bad movie. It does sound like a, a, a it does. It sounds like um what was a dog's life? A little bit, <laughs> except the dog doesn't die every time. Yeah. Spoiler. Guys, watch a dog's life if you want to watch a movie that sucks about dogs. That movie sucked. I liked it. I thought it was sweet. Grant, have you ever seen a dog's life? No, I'm, I might be. I'm thinking of the one. What was the one they got in trouble for for how they treated the dog? That was the that Dennis it? Quaid yeah. and yeah. the dog. No, I have not seen that movie. Even though Dennis Quaid came out and said, you know, that dog would and there Josh was a Gad. platform underneath the water, and so it was a misunderstanding the, completely. Yes, yes, I didn't know that. And the know. dog would get out and like was so revved up they had to hold him back from doing the stunt again because he just wanted to get back in the water. That's, Is it- is there any loss of a dog's life throughout that movie? Yes, oh, several then will, times. Then I will. Yeah. Then I will not watch it. It's the same dog. It. No, it Grant, just keeps don't worry. Over it sucks so again. hard because you never get attached to the dog because <sighs> they hit you with like eight different deaths of the same dog, mm-hmm. which you are now to believe is uh, that the dog gets reincarnated. Okay. And so the problem with it is you never get attached, and you're like, "Who is this dog? Why is this dog?" And then it's just another. Okay. 10 minutes of this dog that you don't really care about. Had it been like Marley and me, you're just thinking, this is the worst dog in the world, This, which they say to him over and over. But at least you're following Marley's story throughout so that when he dies and Owen Wilson is with him as he's getting put down and has that monologue, Oh my dude, I can't oh, even think about have it. Have you ever seen that scene? Yeah, no, once, and I'll never oh, see it again. Oh my lord I in lived heaven. It. No. <laughs> no. Oh, that is such a moving scene. I would just like to say that A Dog's Life does have a happy ending. Bye. Good. Yeah, a super unbelievable happy ending. (laughs) I'll definitely check it it out. It is so far-fetched. Fetch! (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of that video. Squirrel! Squirrel! Uh, Did you watch The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, Donna, back in the day? I did. So you remember Doc Severinsen? Of course. uh, The band leader for Johnny Carson for all those years, 30 years that he was alongside Johnny Carson. There's a new documentary that is out about him. It's going to be premiering on PBS on April 2nd, which is, what, Friday? Oh, it is. I think so. No, wait. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait. Tomorrow's the 31st. Yes, Steve. Very good math. Math. We've got a special guest who wants to say hi real quick. Is that cool? Sure. Yeah. I don't care. It's called Never Too Late, the Doc Severinsen story, by the way. You can check it out. He's still alive, by the way, in his 90s, which is amazing. Hey. This is Whoa. Katie Kadine. Hey, Katie! Katie. Okay, oh, talk no, to us about Katie. this movie. We've got about two minutes, Katie. Oh, yeah, you know what it is called? It's a dog's purpose. A dog's oh, purpose. that's the one. Yep. Not a Ready dog's purpose. You to your knees, but it makes you see a, when you lose your dog, you, uh, it hurts, but it, it, uh, you feel, I don't, it's not better, but it makes you think different. So. It's like your dog still lives on. Hey, Katie, yep. while we have you on the phone. Um, so I have a, I have a puppy Rex, you know, and, uh, so he's eight months old now and I didn't walk him much during the winter. He's having great difficulty walking. We have about a minute here. I have heard that a good technique is when he goes out and tries to pull and we do have like a collar around his neck, 
that he that I should stop and maybe even step back. But I have to do that time and time again. He is so darn resilient. He wants to go forward and he ends up coughing. And one time he's even thrown up from like gagging himself because right, he's pulling right. so darn hard. And 30 re- seconds. Re- what do I do? And remember, uh, harnesses restrain. They don't train. You want what's called a star mark collar. Okay. You get it online. A star mark collar. Everybody's writing this yeah, down. Writing and what it is is it pokes the dog. Like, you know if I want your attention, I poke you. Yeah. If you don't give it to me, I poke you harder. And yeah. then you say what? There has to be an act, a reaction to their action. Dog learn by trial and error. They do this, this happens, they do that, that happens. Okay. By no way do you want to ever hurt the dog, but you need something to get their head. They say what? What do you need from me? In the same way like a mother dog would, where she's, you know, she's like, hey, I got to get this guy's attention. And exactly. Yeah. See, what the thing is, is that you use, get your dog used to a regular buckle collar first, mm-hmm. and then put the star mark collar on so it crosses. Yeah. And then once they get used to it, I'll be right with the world. It's oh, like God, magic love you. is what it is. Katie Canine. Thank you. you. As always, don't forget Woo! to listen to Katie Canine Sundays on my talk. Good, good to one. hear from you, Katie. Bye, Katie. Bye. 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 I do. I, I kind of get Katie. obsessed with her show. She's great. On is Sundays, she... I'm just like, okay, now I have to, you know, if I'm in the car and I have to get out, I'm like, I got to listen to. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Anytime she comes on Twin Cities Live, invariably afterward, I'm like, she's great. She's, she's the best. Just, and it's such yeah. like no nonsense information. And sure, there are other schools of thought out there, but she delivers it so clear. It's just all, I always feel like, boom, I'm going to order this. I'm on Amazon right now. Oh, oh, look at you. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Wow, that was effective. She okay, is thanks, Katie. The best. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, That was great that she called, but we have to go now. Okay. Colleen and Bradley are kicking us out. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 9. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Bye.